0: This intro story comes out of Kotaku and was written by Ethan Gack. Destiny Gack. 2 has gotten a bunch of hot fixes That's since a, the lot expansion. Hang on, expansion. hang on, hold,
1: hold, Gack. That's something from the 90s and that it was Play-Doh like slime, slime stuff that you play yeah, with and make sounds gang. and all. Gack. <laughs> Gack. That's wonderful. So this guy is the heir to the Gack fortune. Impressive. Well, it's spelt
0: G-A-C-H. Would you pronounce that as Gak? Sure. Or is it Gatch? Yeah, that's
1: fine. Or Gak. Johan Sebastian Gak.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, for this story, it's Ethan Snatch. Anyway, (laughs) Destiny 2 has gotten a bunch of hot fixes since the Lightfall expansion launched several weeks ago, but none like yesterday's update. A fix not mentioned in the patch notes secretly changed the game's newest Warlock armband armour, to make it look less like a vagina. (laughs) Bond of of Detestation is a class item that drops from Destiny 2's new Root of Nightmares raid that went live on March 10th and focuses on Nezerak, an old discipline of the game's arc antagonist, The Witness. Up until Thursday, it could have been mistaken for an alien fleshlight, mostly because of a small horizontal slit across the front of it. As first reported by Forbes' Paul Tassie, Bungie has now stepped in to take down, take the horny down a notch. This week's hotfix addresses a number of bugs. The biggest change from the patch notes was a fix for the infamous Thresher gunships that had been murdering players through the, throughout the solar system. Completely unmentioned was the fact that the hotfix also removed the Bondussi, as it's been lovingly referred to,'s slit to make it look much less suggestive. It's sort of now just a giant space pearl... Uh oh, Aaron Destiny removed the space vagina. What do you what do you think?
2: <laughs> we were talking about this off air just before. I completely missed this whole story. Uh Zach's messaging the group and I'm like, what are we ta- What is this thing? Like, what are we talking about? It was just so damn confusing seeing this thing. And then I read your show notes this morning. I'm like, Yep, it is absolutely a fleshlight. It is an alien foreign fleshlight that you wear on your, your armor. It's just so baffling. I mean going I- get me space gets lonely i get that but i mean at the same time this is supposed to be <laughs> a shooter right like a <laughs> this shouldn't be a thing i don't know
0: <laughs> oh something will be shooting if we use the space <laughs> flashlight that is that is for certain lucky <laughs> what do you think of the bonducci i i
1: think it's a shame that they got rid of it cuz it looks a lot more boring now mm. at least it looked interesting mm-hmm. before um and i, I i've always not not from a sexual standpoint but i've always found it interesting and kind of creepy from like an alien um an alien h.r. geiger standpoint whenever um you know alien and the human body is sort of um combined to to create all these weird tech devices and what have you um it, it's it's like this unsettling Primal, primal thing um, that I I enjoy in space horror. So if this is a space horror, then I'd say that's fine, and it's a shame they got rid of it. If it's not a space horror, then all right, fair enough. Um, but it is a little less interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. We've had the you know the H.R. Geiger stuff with all these weird, gross, grotesque, phallic-looking things. Why not some some space vaginas yeah. as well? I'm fully on board. And, yeah, I'm right there with you, Lockie. I'm I'm devastated that they... they powers never going to play this anyway, but why would they patch that out? Just keep the... Something to talk about. I don't vagina. know.
1: They must have got a complaint or or they are worried it was going to affect their rating.
0: Well, they're owned by Sony now. I don't know. <laughs> so, so, maybe Crying Jim Ryan rang him up in tears saying, people are talking about the space vagina. I don't know. Yeah. And also, they removed they their flashlight shit. They
1: so, hit. maybe they, they were... Um, You know, they were they were trying to clean house with all of their sexualized stuff.
0: Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every fucking week. My name is Zach <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host Lockie. I shouldn't bang the desk like that. It's, it's terrible every for fucking
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, hello, hello. Uh, it is Lockie. <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, back here again It's another fucking weekend for recording Let's do it Let's talk about games fucking There's been some so. um, bangers have come out this week
0: yeah, Oh yeah, we have some ge- We actually have new games to talk about For once on our gaming podcast Which oh, is fantastic
1: But with that said, heads up I'm not going to be able to talk about it much Because both games haven't been able to play much For different reasons And you'll find out why I <laughs>
0: Ooh, that's a bit of a teaser there for us, Nid. A bit of a bit of a tease always, this sexy, sexy guest we're getting on. Once again, we have Aaron returning to the show. Aaron, how's it going? Zach, you salty mix you. you? you?
2: (laughs) It's good to be here. (laughs) Don't ever lose that energy, my friend. I love hearing you slap the desk like a like an absolute maniac and welcome to the podcast.
0: Yeah, I started the show with some fucking aggression today. I don't know what's going on. It's a Sunday morning. I should be far more chill, but uh...
1: yeah, you need to get some Jesus in you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's always been my biggest problem problem, my lack of of Jesus. Um, but hey, you know what? I, I I pray at a different altar, and is that to that is to the Almighty Gaming Gods, and that's what we do every week on this show. This is this is this is our religious. Thing that we get together and do and, and and cherish and love video games And I'm so fucking pumped to do it once again But if you like
1: But like with that said It's mostly blasphemy Because we're usually criticising games And crapping on the industry Talking a whole lot of shit This is the opposite of worship
0: and then every now and again gushing over the yeah, things yeah. that we love. And, and, it, and if you want to gush over news to reviews, please do it when you rate and review us wherever you happen to be listening to the podcast. It's the best way you can help us get into the ears of more peeps. Gentlemen, should we talk about some gaming Let's news? Go. We've got some cool sure, stuff to talk about this week. <laughs> righty, first story. So, all right, guys, can you believe it? People who are high up in companies in the executive class have said things just to suit their needs without any actual truth behind them. I'm not kidding you. No. That has happened, and in the game industry as well too, where that never, ever (laughs) happens. Excuse my sarcasm, Mm. everyone. Oh, dearie me. This is just classic corporate class talking out of one side of their mouths and whenever it suits them saying what they want so recently arcane studios head a uh, uh, director sorry harvey smith made a statement about uh the development of redfall and uh, speaking to ign france smith shared that redfall which is now an xbox and pc exclusive was originally meant to launch on playstation 5 as well and a quote from um, Harvey: We got bought by Microsoft, and that was a huge sea change. They said no PlayStation 5. Now we're going to do Game Pass, Xbox, and PC. Uh, no one's just going to say, "Zach, of course they were going to make stuff exclusive. That's the, what, why else would they be buying them?" But. In a statement from old Philly Cheesecake Spencer speaking to Kotaku back in October 2020, not long after the Bethesda Zenimax acquisition was announced, he said this deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that, Spencer said. Now, nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games and not fewer people to be able to play games. So basically saying one thing to the press while simultaneously the deal is going through and they're getting rid of a PlayStation 5 version that was already in the works for an upcoming game. Aaron, <laughs> are you shocked to know that Phil Spencer would uh, manipulate like Yeah, this? so
2: with Phil Spencer, he's very cryptic in the way he says things. Uh, like, he never just comes out straight and says exactly mm. what the decision was. He puts his own spin on it a lot of the times. A few things on this one that I, I took yeah. some notes on, though, is when Redfall was in development, uh, it was never announced back then that it will be on all platforms when it was first in development. So it was, never, no. it was never announced publicly that it's coming to PlayStation at that point in time. Also, mm-hmm. if anything, if you think about it, Microsoft has been more generous to PlayStation with Bethesda titles uh, on their platform. Like, even after the acquisition, which happened last year, what, 2021? Minecraft Dungeons right now is a PS Plus free game for March. That's completely solely owned by Microsoft. It doesn't have to be on the PlayStation platform whatsoever. But its they're making sure it is. They're trying to be as exclusive as they can be there. Another thing as well, like all those Bethesda oh, yeah. games that are on the PlayStation platform, they're all getting updates. They're all being looked after by Microsoft and getting updated on the PlayStation platform as it is. <laughs> and the last thing I'll say here as well is with Phil Spencer, he did follow up a bit later on saying that Xbox... Xbox has always said that future decisions to whether on whether to distribute ZeniMax games for other consoles will be made on a case by case basis. That's what he's been saying. So in this aspect, I I can't see why a company wouldn't pay five or six billion, whatever it costs, to buy. Uh, ZeniMax, and then go, okay, cool, we've just bought this company, now let's make sure that our competitor has all of the exclusives as well, like all of the games as well. It makes perfect sense for them to have Redfall as their own, especially Mm -hmm. because of the last generation, all the gamers out there were jumping ship from Xbox to PlayStation, the ones that weren't already on PlayStation were jumping ship, because Xbox has zero games, and that has been the biggest stigma in xbox since god knows when which is why the acquisitions are all going nuts right now kind of thing because they know they've got nothing to compare against god of war and horizon zero dawn and all of that so a few things there yeah
1: yeah i think it's interesting um look i might be because i don't follow this shit at all and and my memory is dog absolutely dog um but zach i thought you you spoke on this a while back and i think you like there was a a quote from phil spencer on this whole bethesda acquisition that um this is not specifically a move to make games exclusive and we'll be looking to make all existing bethesda titles available on all platforms that they're currently on but i don't think he specifically mm. made reference to future titles so like i'm not sure yeah he might have like he might have done some clever brand branding by you know not specifically outright saying it but i think it's kind of mm-hmm. i don't know it's kind of obvious when you think about it aaron's completely right why why the fuck would you do that if not to make that platform exclusive so you can make all the money That's why we invest billions of dollars in things. That's why Disney, you know, gave George Lucas all the money for this stupid-ass Star Wars franchise. Uh, (laughs) And we had the three best movies ever made, ever. Debatable. And then a whole bunch of other movies that were
0: great apparently. I'm I'm there with you in the sense that, uh, yeah, of course, if you're going to buy these studios it's a smart business decision to make the games exclusive if particularly if it's they're going to draw people to your platform of course you're going to do that and sony does that all the time they they've been so hypocritical in in so much of their their retorts to the current activision blizzard deal that they uh that microsoft is trying to push through right now uh the point i'm trying to put across is more just the blatant hypocrisy yeah, the of his comments there like literally with out, out of one side of his mouth he's saying we do not want to take Games away from other players even though it was never announced for playstation 5 it was literally being developed for playstation 5 so whilst one side of his mouth he's he's saying oh, we don't want to take games away from players the other side of his mouth he's literally ordering for games to be taken away from other players i'm not saying that it's not a smart business decision decision or, or smart business move 100 it is it's just so so much hypocrisy on that that it's Completely ridiculous. And I think it's just a constant reminder that we have to take everything that any of these executives say with a total grain of salt, particularly with things like the current deal they're trying to push through with the Microsoft uh, acquisition of, of ABK. Um, they're saying right now, you know, we're not going to take Call of Duty away from anyone. We're signing all these deals with Nintendo and, and all this stuff saying that that they're not going to do that and they're going to bring it to Nintendo consoles. I'm just calling bullshit on all of that. They're just, yeah, look, I, I just hate hypocrisy in all in all its forms and and it, as much as it may be a smart business decision to make, I just fucking hate to see it. They're all just such, such full of shit in this corporate class and it's it's just incredibly frustrating so if you're sitting there cheering on the ABK deal being like oh we're going to get all these games oh we're going everything's going to be on everywhere they're going to bring back all, all these old old franchises and and everything's going to be wonderful once the ABK ABK deal goes through you yeah, half and copium. You might get a few grains of what you want, but they can take away any of this shit because it's it's okay. So that's where the story changes. That reminds
1: though. me. Of, hang on, I just need to get this off my chest quickly. The copium thing reminds me of Avatar's Unobtainium. <laughs> so fucking dumb. I love it. Um, <laughs> that's right, where the continue, story changes. Aaron, though, sorry. Zach,
2: like keeping it. Like I, if you want to talk about the ABK acquisition and where that might lead and how that might affect gamers, then I can absolutely have that conversation with you. But. When it comes to this this specific case here, I do agree with you that Phil Spencer has said something very suggestive, um, and if we take it on the way it looks, then it sounds like bullshit. I'll give you that. But at the same time, Microsoft has <laughs> been trying very hard to try to make games more accessible to everybody. And if you think about it like that, right, if you game on anything that's not a PlayStation, you can play almost every single game. Xbox game, almost, right? Like, and I'm talking Samsung fridges. I'm talking your mobile phone with Game Pass. I'm talking pretty much anything else. PC, of course, with their PC Game Pass that they have available as well. Like, they are trying to bring as many games mm. out there as possible, and I can see that. Now, whether Australia's infrastructure Can we Australia's just circle back to the Samsung fridges it, comment? Say again?
1: Uh, can we just circle back to that Samsung fridges comment? Yeah. Could you elaborate on that one? So,
2: Microsoft decided to deal with Samsung to have... Game yep. Pass installed on Samsung current products, including Samsung fridges. So if you have a That's fridge right now, incredible. you can actually access Game Pass and play like Skyrim. I on did not know that.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's so pointless and and amazing. It is. It's and completely
2: I love it. pointless, but it proves my point that they are trying to reach everybody <laughs> everywhere, no matter how or what kind of thing. Like, even with, the Xbox, even with the Nintendo deal with Call okay, of Duty, look, right? They've signed a 10-year contract yeah. with them. Now, you can't yeah. just call that fluff when Doug Bowser himself is, a, is like, writing, going, yes, I'm so happy that we get Call of Duty onto the Nintendo platform and everything. That would be an incredibly hard-hitting bullshit that would smack them so hard if that was all just fluff and fake, and that didn't happen after the acquisition went through. It'd be detrimental to, like, their brand.
0: Oh, I I, I I really don't know about that. Like, they they as I said, we 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 catch them out in lies all the time, and it doesn't really do anything to the brand. Now they, Nintendo will spout about it, and they'll be upset for a bit, but financially, if it doesn't make sense, there's no way they'll end up putting it on Switch. And yeah, well, like let, look, let me uh, put uh, a bow uh, on like this like on both, it, both what sides. What the Zach, are you saying
1: there, Zach's making the cogent point that he does he doesn't like when statements are made in indirect ways. I agree he with doesn't that. like yeah. it when when businesses are potentially two-faced in what their plans and strategy are. And I agree with that. It'd be nice if the world could operate a little bit more honestly mm. and direct statements. Um, you know, even in regular social interactions, yeah, yeah. it drives me nuts mm. when people are, you know, dodging the question and it's really obvious that they're trying to give themselves wiggle room to then be able to, you know, say, oh, well, that's what I meant at either way in either direction. We get a lot of that language and that's bullshit. But on Aaron's point, you'd have to be out of your gourd to not see this one coming.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Then and, and that's why I think any of the stuff that they're talking about with the A B K deal coming up could be complete and total bullshit. I wouldn't believe any of it. It's all just posturing to get the deal to come through. And as far as like Microsoft, you know, wanting to hold hands and sing Kumbaya and get all their games to more players, they're just on more platforms. That's all it is. But everything's still going through the Microsoft store. They're still keeping exclusives from PlayStation. They're not like, they're 100% doing that. Um, PlayStation started with yeah, stories. stuff Who the stuff fuck on is clamoring
1: and... for Redfall? Like, I'd like to play he... Redfall. What is this game? Oh, I can't wait for Redfall. I don't know
2: what it yeah, is. it's like a Far Cry. Think of like a Far Cry mixed zombie game. Uh, no, vampire hunting mm. game is kind of what it is. It's like an open world Far Cry-esque vampire shooter.
0: It's Arcane. I it, really like Arcane. Awesome. They did, uh, did uh, Deathloop yeah. and the Dishonored games. They're a fantastic developer. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I, I just wanted yeah. to talk about corporate bullshit <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> but I've got a really exciting announcement. And of course, we get this announcement the week after we have Dylan on the show. I, I literally said to Dylan, wouldn't it be great if we got this announcement before you're on the show? But yep, during the week, it came oh. out on Friday. Gollum! has a release date. That's right. The future game wow. of the year for uh-huh. 2023 has a release date everyone. Get fucking excited. 25th All right, of when May. Golem is coming to Ooh. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S and PC and it's also coming to Switch later on in the year which I'm sure it will be game of the year quality there as well. Yes. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. That's not enough time for them to change the design of the Golem. This is excellent. This is so great. We're going to get such if a train wreck. If you honestly wreck, think
2: wait. that I'll be playing Golem thirteen days after Zelda Tears of the Kingdom come <laughs> out, you are absolutely out of your damn mind.
0: <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, no. This is the uh, this is the Zelda killer. Uh oh Aaron, this is this is this is the <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom killer right here, Gollum. Like I am disappointed they're not gonna have time to put in the bubble butt because I thought that was a really good idea that you and Dylan had. Like, you know, Gollum <laughs> really juicy Gollum butt with like great butt physics would have been excellent. Yeah. But look that that the current character model is just- really baffling Horrible. Kind so of hopefully like it's Hanson, going to be hilarious. yeah
1: Hanson Squidward I think Dylan threw out there um which I love the idea of that just a Hanson Squidward style golem. I've said it before
2: unless it's going to be a Smeagol strangle sim I don't want to play a Gollum game
1: at all, at all. <laughs> yeah oh that's the other thing I really hope that they um they lean into the Peter Jackson film version of Gollum which was clearly in a gay relationship with that other hobbit that he murders for the one ring um so I hope they delve into that a little bit more, and if they don't, I'm going to say that this game is homophobic. But I
2: want a quick time event strangle sim as well, so, though, for that scene. So, like, what, is it Warner Brothers? Yeah, they they own the property. Yeah, yeah, okay,
1: yeah. So Warner Brothers, your move. Um, I better see. I better be, uh, see some of that homoerotic representation that we've come to expect from our golem whoever the, and whoever the other guy of it is that he's fishing with that he calls my love. Um, I want to see more of that shit. And if I don't, um, I will call this homophobic <laughs> and you're going to get kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, uh, I'm oh. just joking. I'm just joking. Although ta- ta- I would love to see it. I really did appreciate that in the movies.
0: Tap square to choke. (laughs) Yeah, that's
2: what I want. QTE for strangling. Absolutely. (laughs) Tap triangle uh, to, you know, uh, tighten your grip.
0: (laughs) Wiggle the toggle stick to
2: to move your hands and shake his his neck.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Talking about tightening your grip, it sounds like Insomniac needs to get a tighter grip on Tony Todd. Now, we love... Some leakage on news to reviews Our very first episode we ever had was titled, Tom Holland is Accidentally Leaking. And now, <laughs> Tony uh. Todd has been doing some leaking. It's time for Somebody's Leaking. Now, veteran voice actor Tony Todd has spilled the beans on the release window for Insomniac's Spider-Man 2 game, in response to an excited fan on Twitter, he said, <laughs> looks like September, referring to Spider-Man 2, obviously. Massive publi- publicity coming in August. Commercials start dropping in August, so I'm told. Hold on, t- hold on to your dot, 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 and hold breath. Gonna be necessary. <laughs> oh, my God. He tweets like a fucking <laughs> old man. He probably <laughs> he is not old man. He how tweets
1: I, how I write Facebook, where I'm just missing <laughs> halves of sentences. That that's um that that's a sleep deprivation
0: thing. <laughs> now anyone who follows the video game industry will know things like release dates and release windows and stuff is very usually very much covered by an NDA and stuff that's kept incredibly hush hush and Sony hasn't announced anything so far for when we're gonna be getting Spider Man two. So the internet's blown up over this. With like we know Spider Man is coming this year, and we probably yes, could have guessed it's coming around this quarter of the year but to know that we possibly could be getting in september is very exciting because that means it's a birthday present to me zach (laughs) my birthday is the 30th of september thank you insomniac for thinking about me and my needs during my birthday time um i hope it this that it it gets announced that this is going to be coming at that point because i'm so excited i'm I'm so happy the way it happened because it literally looks like Someone's dad sending out a, a tweet not thinking that everyone's <laughs> gonna be able to see it or something. Even like even just the grammar of it is just amazing. Uh Aaron, I oh know. Oh my you're god, a mas-
1: insomniac. Sleep deprivation. It works on multiple levels. There
0: yeah. you go. Now Aaron, I know you're a big Tony Todd. They
1: don't let their employees yeah. sleep, allegedly.
0: Satire, do you- don't sue us. What do you think of this leakage?
2: I think it's funny the way that it was leaked, like, for sure. It, do- it absolutely does sound like a boomer that's forgotten that, uh, <laughs> that you know, you have to be quiet about these kind of things, and especially social media. Um, I'm yeah. extremely excited to play Spider-Man 2. I think I've told you guys before that I've always been an Xbox slash Nintendo uh, console gamer most of my life, until I saw the trailer for Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, like, I... I absolutely adore Venom, and I love Wolverine, so I bought myself a PlayStation 5 for that, pretty much. Um, So I'm extremely excited to get into this one. We've had some conversations in our group chat with Anthony. um, Shout out to him. uh, Around who Venom might actually be, uh, which is a little disappointing
0: for me, if it is is going to end up being... um, we won't mention it here because yeah, it's a spoiler for Spider Man twenty eighteen. But yeah, there's yeah,
2: possibly yeah. yeah, possibly like it's suggested, but it's not confirmed kind of thing. It's just suggested. So I don't know. I-, I can't wait and see what happens. Like I'm I'm looking forward to this game for sure. I think the leak was a little bit silly, mm. but um yeah, yep. can't wait for September.
0: Okay, cool. Look at yeah, I I, I disagree as far as like who who there's suggesting at the moment whether or not it'll be a good story i, th- I think that uh, I'm, I'm i'm excited by that i'm uh, and i i think insomniac also gives me confidence there because i i really enjoyed the story in spider-man 2018 i thought i had some pacing issues i feel like the last act is easily the the best act and has the best sort of pacing i feel like they kind of Save savor things a little bit too long and then blow their load at the end. But the story in Miles Morales, I absolutely adored. I've, I actually enjoyed it more than the story in Spider Man twenty eighteen. So yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm really curious to see what they're going to do here. And we know Miles is going to have a big part in this story as well too. Like we see in the the first glimpse we saw of this in the little cinematic trailer, we see Miles and and Peter uh, getting up to some spidery antics around New York City. So yeah, I'm I'm just I'm over the fucking moon about this. I'm so excited. Uh, Lockie, are you excited to know you'll be able to play Spider-Man in September maybe if this is true? Oh yeah, not at all.
1: But I do what, what? I did find funny was what? the um the the writer that leaked it. Um his name sounds like it, it could be a character within the Marvel's universe. What was it? Todd, Tony Todd, Todd like Tony yeah, yeah. Todd Peter Parker, yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah that's fun. <laughs> That's fun. Um, But, yeah, look, it's uh, unfortunately, it's just not a franchise I I gel with. Um, I've tried picking it up, and I I just couldn't get into it for whatever reason. Um, Part of that reason is because it was on the PlayStation 5, which meant it was at that reduced bullshit resolution, and immediately I was thinking, this game looks too nice to be in a resolution this shitty. Um, So I might pick it up on on the PC and give it another whirl, but I'm not... I'm not clamoring for this one. I I don't know. It kind of plays like it kind of plays like how the Batman Arkham games should be playing now, um but for whatever reason they're not. Mm. Um so yeah, I don't know why. I just can't get into it. I think it's maybe I'm just burnt out on the Marvel's franchise. I really I really just can't get into those games and their stories.
0: Okay, fair. Uh, I, d- I don't I, know I, what I it is. I feel like there's not a lot of like decent superhero stuff out there. I feel like the the only one I can, the ones I can, I can think of are Spider-Man and the Arkham games. Uh I don't mind the Injustice games, they're pretty cool, but they're not the kind of superhero games I want to be playing there specifically fighting game. So yeah, I'm 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 like it when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah, I'm 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 done. There's just it's just too much oversaturation. I can't keep up with all the movies and all the shows, but as far as games are concerned, I'm interestingly still interestingly enough, I like
1: Injustice. Injustice is the it's only great. game that I I enjoyed thoroughly from beginning to end and I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I can get into it this." But maybe that's cuz I'm yeah, I'm into the the darker edge lord shit clearly and I I just don't like the the rainbow happy sunshine comic book everyone's everyone's quippy and everything's just really sort of middle of the road nothing gets really all that dark or into it it's mm. i don't know it's for children that that's kind of my takeaway it might as yeah. well be fire emblem story once they go that far i'm like okay well then they can have toothpaste man for all i fucking care
0: <laughs> um th- so that wh- one of the things i love about this story is tony todd realizes he fucked up like he he he, 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 he came to that realization he must have got an angry phone call from someone over at insomnia being like dude what the fuck are you doing I love that's a Spider-Man leak. Like our the first episode. The big reveal was, is that boom. Harry
1: Osborn's played by Ozzy Osborn.
0: <laughs> that's what, the
1: what big did reveal. what did
0: Tony Todd retort with? Tony Todd has tweeted out: "No more hints about Spider-Man Two. Ah. It was all a fever dream. <laughs> Blame it on jet lag. Who knows? I might not even be Venom." And then this picture, which I sent to you guys Blame in chat, of him in a spa, just with his eyes poking out of the water. It's Fucking hilarious! I, like I know nothing about Tony <laughs> Todd other than he voiced Candyman, but I already love this man. He's fucking amazing.
2: <laughs> Have you not <laughs> seen him in Final Destination movies? Do you do you no, see any of those Final, Final Destination, Destination films? No, oh,
0: no, man. I haven't seen him. No, he's legendary.
1: I I've seen a couple of the Final Destination movies, but I can't. Remember any particular actor from those types of movies? He's like the cryptic. Is mor- he the guy that plays death? He's yeah, yeah. He's the creepy like death, the morgue um, the prophet. morgue worker or whatever
2: who like kind of knows what's going on. Yeah, and he's like okay. Yeah,
1: them. no, he's he, st- he Yeah, out, yeah. He's right. sus. Yeah, I know who you're talking. He's about.
0: the Emogus. He's sus. Okay, mm, he's cool. Mm. Well, maybe you'll recognize some of these Game Pass games coming up from April, Lockheed uh everspace 2 is coming 6th of april to pc ghostwire tokyo is coming april 12th to console pc and cloud minecraft legends coming april 18th hang on to console didn't ghostwire tokyo well. come out a thousand years ago it did coffee talk episode 2 Hib- hibiscus and butterfly coming april 20th 420 PC. Yo, coffee talk blaze up and the last case of Benedict Stop talking, Fox, Zach. I'm already commenting April 27th, on the game. console, <laughs> PC and cloud, Homestead Arcana, coming April to be announced. I don't know. So they haven't said when in April, but that's coming to PC. Any of those stand out to you, Loki?
1: Oh, well, now that you mention it, there is one game that stands out to me. Ghost Tokyo, because that already fucking came out to at least PS5 and PC mm-hmm. last year. Yep. So it's being released on the other consoles. Is the big update there?
2: Yeah, it's the exclusivity deal with Microsoft. When Microsoft bought Bethesda, they already had a contracting agreement in place where where Sony, yeah. yet again, money hatted the game to have it on their platform first for a certain amount of time, which was a year. <laughs> Oh, and now that That's and funny. now that Microsoft owned the studio and that contract is about to expire, they're putting it straight onto Game Pass with enhanced visuals and DLC included as well. But DLC is actually going to
1: all platforms though. Aaron, Aaron, I swear to God, you need to get hired by Microsoft in their PR department. You have the you're like the the Microsoft historian, and you are ready to actually defend them with cold. Oh hard no, facts. don't
2: get me wrong. Oh, I absolutely I hate it. the Xbox One. Oh. I have it. And I hate it you to death. To, like, it I'm not a matters. Like, you,
1: you remember, and you're able to, like, call people to task on that bullshit. Yep. I, I love it. I think I have just that. as much
2: praise for Xbox and Microsoft as I do loathing and disgust. So, I'm right in the middle <laughs> there. I see both sides of what they do, and I sometimes agree, and I sometimes disagree. But, yeah, with this time, I, 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 yeah. I can see what they were doing here. They bought Bethesda. There was already a contract in place. It's the same deal with Deathloop. It was a contract in place for a year.
0: So yeah, you're right, Aaron. It was the last of the the exclusives on PlayStation to to yeah. to have come out, and finally Xbox players going to get it. And apparently they're doing a big update. So there's going to be like a new area to explore. Mm-hmm. It's meant to run slightly better, and that update is going to be coming to PlayStation as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. We, we reviewed it here on News to Reviews. I played it, and I I thought it was garbage. I was not, <laughs> not a fan of Ghostwire Tokyo, so... See, this yeah, is why I, it's a I perfect say Game interested. Pass
2: game. It's, it's a perfect Game Pass game for that reason, right? Like, I did not want to pay money for that game. I did not want to put my, my cold hard cash down to try and play Ghostwire mm. Tokyo, but now that it's on Game Pass, yeah, I'll give it a go, and we'll see what it's like, and if I don't like it, it's an easy uninstall click.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Any of the others stand out to you, Aaron?
2: Uh, not
0: really. Like... Could you, sorry, mate, I know it was a little
2: bit back. Can you just quickly skim over him one more time? (laughs) (laughs) I know this has got the train wreck of an episode, sorry.
0: (laughs) Everspace 2, Ghostwire Tokyo, Minecraft Legends, Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly, The Last Case of Benedict Fox, and Homestead Arcana. Yes,
2: yes. Thank you for thank you for doing that again. I appreciate it. Uh, last case of Benedict Fox actually looks really damn good. That was announced about a year ago on one of the showcases. I can't remember which one. It might have been the Game Awards, or it could have been Xbox's own showcase. But that kind of looks like a darker um, platformer game kind of thing, like a like a really yeah sinister looking platformer. Um, coming straight into Game Pass, which I'm actually really interested to play because I really love platformers. As long as it's not Metroidvania esque, yeah. I'll I'll love that.
0: No, hundred percent. I'm surprised you didn't mention Minecraft Legends. No, I thought as our our resident export, like that. That's that's mm. going to be a huge title. It's like another Minecraft spin-off. I don't exactly know what it is i've watched some gameplay videos of it it looks like it might be like a strategy style game but the, uh, uh, yeah it's 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 a little confusing but it looks cool i'm very curious to see what it's it's going to be like when it comes out and it's going to be a game pass game so fucking yeah. get it up yeah it's not going to cost you anything extra if you already have game pass I it's like, like, like a minecraft is, but... rts
2: yeah that they're trying to do like an rts spin off of minecraft
0: okay okay that's what you got from an rts spinoff okay yeah because like your base building
2: it looks like kind of warcraft you got to like base build your your base and you got to set up turrets and all of that kind of stuff and you know like like design it that way and then you build up units as well like you would an rts game um i think you can control okay. the units like freehand though it's not like a click and point but it is very rts ish in that in that regard from what i've uh, looked into anyway and seen
0: Yeah, okay. Mm. Well, yeah, that's it as far as the Game Pass games for April. The PS Plus April games haven't all been announced yet, but so far one thing has been announced, and it's going to be a day one release coming to PS Plus, which is Meet Your Maker. Golem. And it's the latest game by the Behaviour Interactive developer who the peeps who did Dead by Daylight. It looks like a... I know it's 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 a bizarre idea so basically you you build a base and you set traps and stuff in it and then other players have to explore your base to try and get the resources you have in there but you can watch replays of what the other players do so then you can sort of alter your traps to try and make your base more efficient whilst also going out and exploring other people's bases and trying to get their resources. What are you interested in that concept at all, Lockie? What do you What do you think of this idea?
1: Ah, uh, it kind of sounds like a tower defense that is multiplayer oriented. And
0: ah,
1: uh, I don't know. I didn't like Dead by Daylight, so I'm not expecting anything good.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of those isometric horror games either. I feel like they're only fun when you're the you're the killer. They're not as fun when you're the running around scared and have no power whatsoever. Um, I don't know. I don't know, what do you think of this meet your maker title, Aaron? You might like the art style. It looks like kinda like old school first person shooter
2: yeah i don't know it looks okay like it's good that the developers trying something different i guess like you know they are known for dead by daylight that's pretty much like the biggest thing i know that's come out of that company so it's good that they are like branching out and trying something different but yeah from what you've described to me it doesn't really take my fancy like it's not something i'm going to download day one or anything like that so yeah i might just see what reviews look like
0: yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely not that excited for this one. That's for sure. Nope. Oh, dear it me. sounds well-
1: like something that should have been made by like a third party mm-hmm. rando through a map maker on the Dead by Daylight thing, but instead they have packaged it up as their own product.
0: Look, it, it's a concept that I think has promise, but I don't know. Just I, I know just from the concept alone that it's not going to be... My kind of a thing. But I could I could see people out there really getting into it. Building some crazy intricate bases. Yeah. I guess it's a big wait and see. And all these games are going to be a big wait and see. It's the games coming up in the next week. We have Crime Boss Rock A City coming to PC March 24th. That's the one with like a million celebrities that are going to be in it. Um, The Last of Us Part 1 Remake is coming to PC March 28th MLB The Show coming uh, MLB The Show 23 coming March 28th as well too that's coming to all platforms Uh, Terra Nil coming March 28th as well to PC and iOS Dredge coming to all platforms including Nintendo Switch as well March 30th now I saw a review from friend of the show Buddy Watson over at Radio Watson who he was very very positive on Dredge Um, so I'm curious and i, I want to check that one out infinite yeah, so guitars I. <laughs> coming march 30th <laughs> anyway xbox one nintendo switch and pc why that's on next gen i don't know that's super weird uh citizen sleeper uh, is coming march 31st it's the ps uh, the playstation version so the ps5 and a ps4 Lockie, did any of those titles stand out to you
1: Um, one of them did until I heard the word iOS, and then I went, Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 no,
0: totally fair. Terra nil, why did Terra nil stand out to you?
1: Um, because it had Terra and Neil in it. <laughs> no, I think there was one before that. Um, no, Terra and Neil didn't stand out at all. But there was one before that. I think that was coming to PC and then iOS. I heard afterwards, and I went, "No." Nah.
0: Citizen Sleeper. Was there another one, or were a- the Last of Us is coming to PC? Maybe that's the one that you were you were thinking of. Because because no, no, I've no, been nagging to no, play no, the no, Last that's of not Us going for iOS. Long. No, I'm happy about.
1: No, no, I'm happy about Last of Us because I was actually wondering about that the other day. I was thinking, oh, when's that coming out? I, I, that's one I'm looking forward to, kind of. Uh I don't know. I have, I'm, I'm clearly very difficult to please apparently in this current landscape of gaming. I don't know what it is, but I am not the target audience apparently. Apparently uh, everyone loves bullet management. An ammo management, and then uh, a, an adventure game lazily built around that core concept, and so unfortunately for me, that just doesn't um, uh, tickle the senses. Um,
0: yeah. So. No, nah, totally fair. Look, I I hope you do. And
1: that's my and that's my review for Resident Evil Four out of the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I hope you end up picking up. Uh, Last of Us Part One remake on PC because oh my, that's one of the best games ever, and I'm sure it's going to look really, really nice on your PC as well. That that they did a good job with that remake. Hopefully, it runs well on PC. But so, they been a bit hidden. Look, I hear this.
1: it's a great story, so I'm looking forward to it from a cinematic standpoint. That's for sure. Yeah, okay.
0: it's based on the show, right? That's right. Based on the popular HBO show, The Last of Us. Yes, that's right. Aaron, any of those titles stand out to you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, just one. Dredge is absolutely one that I didn't know I wanted at all until I saw, like, uh, I think Press Start Australia did a review on it and it became a masterpiece and they just praised it like all crazy. So, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to trying that one out um, and seeing what it's all about. looks like kind of like a simulated fishing Kind of game, but really really good like art style to it. So that looks interesting. The only other thing I'm gonna say here, which I'm not interested in playing, but just something that just blows my mind, is MLB the show. So that game is baseball, of course, but it's the studio that's made it for god knows how long is Sony San Diego. So it's a Sony property studio. Like Sony owns it, it's their studio. Yet it's coming day one to Game Pass, and it came last year, day one to Game Pass 2, kind of thing. Now, that has to be the only Sony owned studio that I can think of that are like, yeah, absolutely, we'll feed the competition with their day one into Game Pass kind of thing. We definitely want to do that. That just blows my mind. I don't know what they're getting out of that whatsoever. Because you know what it's like with Sony, right? Like, they're not, they don't want to share their toys. So I just don't understand how they, how that one gets through every year now. In day one, in game, it's a Pass. Great way to
0: put it. Yeah, it's the first one to do that. I, I, I think my guess here is it's one of those situations where. Sony's looked at the money that FIFA makes and the money that NHL NHL makes and NFL makes like all these massive, massing gaming franchises. And the way they're so massive is they're just ubiquitous across all of these platforms. Yeah, uh, you can play FIFA everywhere. It's even there's even like this a real horrible Switch version that's the same as the 2016 FIFA, but people still buy it every fucking year, even though it's literally this exact same thing. They call it the legacy version. So I think Sony's just seen that money they can make because they they make 30% off every single one of these sold so having it on on xbox is just a complete boon to them game pass yeah that's a that's a baffling thing to me because so many people are just not going to buy the game and instead just got to go on game pass so i don't know maybe sony got a nice big bag off microsoft to get that shit on there I don't know yeah it's just
2: unlike them though because they don't share their toys and they fucking hate Microsoft Mm. so I just don't know why they (laughs) why they're okay to go yeah put it in your subscription service it's completely killing ours at the moment kind of thing like
0: why (laughs) (laughs) there you go Sony played a nice for once in their lives it's nice to see Uh, maybe all the gamers will be able to hold hands and sing kumbaya at some point but look (laughs) how about we take a brief break so I can go sing kumbaya on the toilet and then we'll be right on back with the games that we've been playing. Aaron, you are our guest. It is tradition for our guests to get us kicked off with impressions on news to reviews. What have you been playing this week, my friend? Yeah, there has been
2: uh, two games that I quickly touched on this week um, that have come out this week Ooh. that I've got myself into. Um, I haven't gone too mm-hmm. much into them, so it won't be too much of an impressions. But I can tell you what I think so far. First one being the Diablo Four beta that was um, oh yeah yeah the open beta that came out this weekend and lasts until Sunday night. Um. I love Blizzard games which you'll find out later why one of them we're going to touch on but um <laughs> I love Blizzard games and Diablo has always been close to my heart especially because I started with Diablo 1 and Hellfire and I just loved that game to pieces um and 3 was excellent so mm. I jumped in um first thing I noticed is there's a queue to get into the beta it's not just like in you go you got to wait and it will tell you how long it's a yeah it'll tell you how long it's going to take could be <laughs> anywhere nightmare. between 7 minutes to a half an hour kind of thing I got in, I created my character, I'm like, oh, I like all these new additions, yeah, I get to create my character, I can zoom in a bit more, this is a little different for Diablo. Um, I started playing it, I loved the environments, it was a snowy level where I started, and I thought that that was really cool. Um, The combat felt pretty fluid, especially on a controller, which is, you know, unlike how these games were designed to be played. Um, I loved it, and then all of a sudden, I get booted from the server, um, because it's overloaded. So I reckon I got about 10 minutes in on my first time. And I was like, oh, this is a little bit annoying, but hopefully that's just, you know, maybe a glitch here or there or whatever it could be. Maybe it, it will be all right the next time around. The next time around, it took me mm. 20 minutes to get in. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a lot worse than the seven minutes I had to wait. And I yeah. lasted about five mm. minutes before the server booted. And I'm like, well, that's the end of Diablo then, I guess, until June when it comes out. So a bit of frustration there. But from what I saw, oh my God. Yeah, what a pretty game that's going to be.
0: Okay, fair enough. And, and Lockie, you played some of the beta as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I I got into the beta on the weekend. I've I've already paid for um, pre-ordered, paid for the most expensive package because at the end of the day, I love the Diablo games to pieces. And even if it's not the best title for whatever reason, there's still the core cool gameplay. I'm still going to get a lot of joy out of it, and um. Yeah, the, the demo is a good indication of what's to come. I really like the darker mm. aspect that they go into um, with this one. Really harkens back to days of D2, um, which was my favorite title. Aaron, I don't know how how you, you can look at D1 and D2 and say D1's the better one. I can appreciate its pioneering status, but... but- d2 no d2 would be it would be the better one
2: i just didn't have uh, that was in the year 2000 that game came out and i was so into nintendo 64 with perfect dark and (laughs) everything there that i and my my pc was an absolute potato that definitely wouldn't have ran diablo 2 so that's why i I admitted (laughs) that one unfortunately
1: it's so good. Pick up the Resurrection. Have mm. you played the Resurrected?
2: Yeah, I have Resurrection, and it's amazing. Yeah. I just haven't had enough time because there's been so many different games that have hit me uh, to actually get in there and really give it a go, but I, try- I tried that for about two hours, and wow. Like, Unbelievable. Uh, it- it's yeah.
1: incredible. It's my favorite. It's my favorite version of of D two. D two is my favorite version of the RPG format where you ha- you sync your points into your stats as you grow as you level up as well as your skill tech tree. Whereas in number three, they did this weird. They tried to move into a more action streamlined version of things where you can mix and match your skills that automatically unlock at certain levels. And I didn't like that as much. It was okay. the The skills themselves were great, but That was the big sort of core loss for me that I I didn't like. Whereas number four seems like they're trying to go back more into you, invest in what you want to invest in your skill trees. Um, Still not worrying about the the stat class building thing from the old RPG days, which is a bit disappointing, but I get it. Um, You know, people like being told this is... You know, people like having things done for them these days, so it, I, I understand. Let me just say, um, or let me just check with Yaron: Were you able to get to the end of your first no, quest? Nope. I I didn't even get to the first dungeon. Like it just kept crashing
2: or kicking me out of the server.
1: Yeah, I I got booted out after thirty minutes on both tries. Um, so that's incredibly frustrating. It's a shame that that Blizzard did this big open weekend and only basically only allows people after doing a 30-minute wait to get into the game for 30 minutes and then you boot it out. Um, I did it, I I redid it once so I could get to the end of that quest line and it's Mm. great. It's really good. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it is a really good indication of what's to come and it sets a really clear tone that this is not just you do the quest, you get the reward move on to the next area, quest, quest, reward, move on to the next area. It seems like there is an actual narrative and they, they just, do some interesting things. Uh, yeah, just things on that narrative, with... I want to ask
2: you, Lockie, because you're more of a, Di- a Diablo fan than I am. So Diablo 1 and yep. Hellfire I loved and the story was so good back then. Um, and then, like I said, I admitted yep. 2 and I love 3 with its story. It was in, in Diablo 1, uh, obviously you know who the main boss is. It's in the title um the yep. second one was it the same boss or a different boss in D2? D2
1: well <laughs> it, it D2 expands on D1 so remember that D1 is just within the tower within Tristram yeah. and it's exploring the catacombs of Tristram and you've got the the seed of all evil in that one. D2 they expand that seed of evil out to the full triad of his brothers ah. of uh, Mephisto and right. Baal. Um and, and the story continues on yeah, from D one. That and that's one So and that's what D two is a fantastic story and I'm gonna spoil it because the game is a thousand years old and but um <laughs> over the course of the game you realize that the person that you play in number one becomes actually um corrupted and eventually possessed by Diablo over the course of that game. That's awesome. And and he's basically resurrecting his brothers to ensure that his own resurrection will happen um accordingly and 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 at some stage he eventually emerges from the skin of your original player from number 1 in, in a okay. gory, horrific fashion. So just, fashion. just,
2: just continuing on with the narrative because I don't want to take too much time with this. I don't want to take too <laughs> like, much time with like it. Like, it's everything.
1: But... It, it is the perfect sequel yep. to so, number
2: one, and that's why I would say, like, it, it is brilliant in every No worries. And then way. D3, again, brought back the original uh, from D1, which I really love the story there and what they did that. But my question to you is, because you played more of this demo that we're talking about, the D4 demo, yep. did you experience yep. a good narrative in regards to what it's building up to with Lilith, I believe it is, which is going to be the
1: main antagonist? Nah no, um, not at all. Yeah. So like um you get the cinematic at the beginning, which I think is um fantastic, yeah, well, really fantastic good. intro cinematic. And I saw it before and I, I maintain it's brilliant. So in that sense, yeah, great, great cinematic to begin with, but no, you're not uh you're not immediately thrown into that plot line. You are just a person in that world. And you're just doing quests yeah, at this stage. It's nothing motivating So you me. don't have a connection to that plot. You don't have that connection to that plot in the first 30 minutes. And that's why it's a shame that you only get 30 mm-hmm. minutes of gameplay out of it because it'd be great to get that hook. But at this stage, you're just in that world. That world's really dark and fucked up. Um, and I'm, I would have loved to have played further. But unfortunately, I just don't have the patience to try... to to try and get more out of that unfortunately we'll just have to wait and see when the game releases but i'm i'm looking forward to what i'm seeing there
0: i'm excited for you guys it's Uh, good to know that you're not only getting like a game that's solid mechanically but you're getting a a good story and an interesting world to explore that's that's what you want in a a good video game now i'm just curious you said you're having there's been a lot of issues with this beta now Are the issues all just server-side? Is it all just when it comes to the online? Or did you have any issues, any bugs with the gameplay at all? You got lucky.
1: I had no issues with the gameplay at all yeah, from my you. end. Beautiful. It was just servers.
0: Okay, well that's that's good just to know cuz that means like like server side stuff they can hopefully fix by the time it comes out June 6th. There's going to be another open beta at some stage. They haven't announced when. I, I I can't seem to find any announcement of when, but they said they're going to do two open betas before the game does come out. So that this this must be the first one. So hopefully by the time it comes out they've got their shit together as far as these servers are concerned. Are are you just worried after playing Fingers the beta pressed. or do you think nah. They, they, this is fixable.
1: I'm not. I'm not worried. I think they just cheaped out on their server infra for this. Yeah. You know, taste session. It would have been nice if they'd been upfront about like. They should have just said, look, you can play it, you can try it for 30 minutes, and then we'll boot you out of the server so other people get their sex, because clearly that's what they're doing, because mm. the, from my experience, the server logging and waiting time was the same as the actual gameplay time I got, Yeah. so that clearly means mm. they're just booting people after about 30 minutes so that someone else can get a spot, which is fine, but just mm. say that. Just say that. Why? No. Or, you know why? I say? You know, play as much as you oh, want. That's oh, not. What can that's I
2: ask going. one more thing? It's irritating. To you. Sorry, one more thing. Um, yeah, yeah. One yeah, thing yeah. that I've been reading and hearing about that I didn't experience because I didn't play enough of it is the way that they do in-game cutscenes has been changed dramatically. So from what I've been reading, um, when they do a cutscene, the camera, it's isometric, right, Diablo? And
1: the camera kind of goes down
2: more towards Mm -hmm. like a third-person view. Did you experience any of that in your playthrough? Yes.
1: Yes, 100%. And that's one of the reasons why I went, oh, this is different. Yeah, yeah. And it it does some interesting, a lot more uh, cinematic than what you're used to it's like and a lot more lingering on things and and um yeah it really plays around with the cinematic experience that that video games are capable Some of so upgrade. um look forward to that because that's that was the first impression that i got and i was extremely happy with it i'm like okay yeah the, uh, I all right i know what i'm gonna get and like it to be honest, even if they the the only thing I'm nervous about is the microtransactions, because Blizzard gonna Blizzard. <laughs> and I I don't know what that means in this in this instance. Um the last generation was all about their audit house and their, you know, their their gambling thing, their gambling racket. So I'm sure they're gonna try and work some sort of gacha gambling racket bullshit into this one somehow. Um so I don't know when that pin's gonna drop, but at the moment, I was really excited about the single player experience. On that point, I hate game servers because I usually prefer just playing this game single player. I know, I know, like people out there that have friends and and crave human connection and all that <laughs> bullshit, like enjoyed the MMO <laughs> servers and all that. But like for me, it's just yeah, like so... ugh. I live in Australia. I have a flimsy enough internet connection as it is. I don't need that. I just want to play the game beginning to end without that bullshit. Mm-hmm. So you know, like. That's not going to stop me from giving it a great score if it's a great game. It's just uh, a preference thing.
0: Yeah, I I feel you. I'm I'm the same with Suicide Squad. Let me play it without an online connection. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, I, I, I totally agree. Do we have anything left to say on the Diablo 4 open beta, lads?
1: Um, let me just say, I really like the themes that are going on with this one. Really, actually, to that point that I was saying before, mixing the human, um, human like organs with technology and alien darkness and horror, HR Giger esque, they really lean into this one. Um, Lilith in the cinematic, it's like she's birthed into the the human realm where she she's like covered in placenta. It's really disgusting and and human and visceral, and I love it. I think that's just such a disturbing concept. Um, Yeah. Artistically, um, it's super cool. That's been down blue, like...
2: core staple right ever since like the first you remember the very first cinematic in d1 where it's like a battlefield and you see all these burnt bodies and there's a crow picking the eyeball out of like a a soldier that's like they've they've gone into that gory kind of you're right you're
1: right they've they've always done you're right and they've always done gore and they've mixed sexualization into it but in this one i'm talking more about the the specific birthing process like that, and and which is appropriate because they're because the main antagonist of this one, I assume, is yeah. Lilith, okay. which is quite, uh, taking on this sort of mother esque okay. um, theme. So there's a lot of mother and birth. Um, themes going on there but they're doing it in the horror abject blasphemy direction of making it absolutely as horrific and and evil and dark as possible so i like that angle and well speaking of all the sexualized
0: stuff i have to ask this is there any uh, vagina armband <laughs> loot that you can get in Diablo Four. I think that's important. I don't
1: know. I don't know, but I'm s- I'm almost positive that you'll get lots of sexual themed <laughs> shit going on in this one.
2: Yeah, I want fleshlight armor nice. for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, before- Oh, Aaron, can I just get your thoughts on this real quick? Because um, characters, characters and classes. What are your thoughts? Who did uh, you play? Okay. So uh, when I play
2: Diablo, I always like range combat. Like I don't like being over, yep. like swarmed kind of thing and overwhelmed. So I always go yeah. an yeah. archer yeah. class or, or some sort of like long range class. So I went the mm. rogue class in this one. Um, but cool. the only problem yeah. about the rogue is she has like really bad uh melee combat. So when you do get overwhelmed and you can't yep. like escape something, she has daggers and they're not that powerful from from the base build anyway that I played. So yeah. you really have to hone in your range combat skills in regards to, you know, your stance, where you are, making sure you have the right distance, making sure you back into the right corridor to get like a, you know, a bottleneck situation going.
1: Um yeah. What who would you play as? That's cool. Um so I played as um I played as the druid to begin with because I love my meaty boys. Um and he's the meatiest of the boys. So um gave him a go. (laughs) Really liked um I I thought that he has like these he he has these wind elements. Uh he has a bunch of earth based elements. Um so he's got earth, wind and thunder. Um wind sucks. I I don't know why they chose win. he's got this pissy wind bolt it sucks. It doesn't feel good, doesn't make you feel like you're a master of wind. It's frustrating. Ironically earth has more range and feels more um you're you're able to fuck around with things really far away than um than the wind element, which I found surprising. Um, so earth druid is very fun when you said i
2: also played thunder yeah. just quickly when you said thunder do you mean lightning because i mean if you had thunder as a yeah as like not? an attack it would just be annoying it'd be like i can't hear you mate it's too loud <laughs> yeah, yeah. like
1: this is annoying you're right yeah yeah um yeah lightning element <laughs> lightning element you're right um and yeah then i played a little bit with sorcerer on the second time round. sorcerer is a whole lot of fun um, so this one, so Sorcerer is fun for ranged or close combat. It seems like Sorcerer, they always do Sorcerer with the most fun versatility in gameplay with these games. I don't know how, but it always seems to win out. So if you're if you're finding you're not quite jiving with, with the Assassin Thief build, give, give Sorcerer a go. Cool. Um, the Arcane Weave is a lot of fun. It's like this melee attack and it's super, super quick and, and scopes like it's got wide AOE. So yeah. Immediately, I really like the combat. I really like that feel. Uh, what I wish they could include in their in their options as a toggle on or toggle off um, is auto item pickup. Um, I've gotten to the point where I, I'm sick of having to press A to pick up things. So that is what that's, so no, no, that
2: one was on mine, 100% on the Xbox version because I remember I got oh. to a potion and a, a little message came up saying
1: uh, to pick up items, just run directly over them. I was like oh well that's new for Diablo <sighs> So they they had that with, with the potions It was auto pickup But I couldn't find an option Maybe I just didn't see it But if mm-hmm. they've got that That's a great great improvement Because yep. um, I've gotten to the point in games Where like you don't need to press A to pick up an item Just I can see it I've walked over and and that it. That made
2: Horizon Zero Dawn kind of annoying That you had to pick up every yeah, yeah. single mm. thing
1: Yeah I don't know where I saw it But they, at some point I played a game with auto pickup And I'm like this is great Yeah much better
0: yeah, yeah. They like, patched that yeah. out of Horizon. Thank fuck. Having to oh, bend like over that? to pick up those berries over and over again yeah. was annoying me. You could just turn off the animation yeah. afterwards, but yeah, you still had to press the press the button. Mm. Mm. Just include the option,
1: like you know, just include yeah. the option as a gameplay experience. That'd be nice. A lot of yeah. gamers like it. A lot of gamers don't.
0: Yep. Mm. All right, that's all. Well, there I you got go, to say lads. Diablo, you were worried you wouldn't have much to say much. on Diablo Four, but I think there was a lot of interesting stuff yeah, there. Um, was yeah, too
1: much to say on Diablo Four.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. It sounds Thank like uh, it's, it's gearing up to be a good Diablo title, which is good because you've, let's be real, you've been starved for a long time, like oh, yeah. other than Resurrection. Um, I guess a lot of people love Diablo 3, but that was a long time ago now. I was over I, 10 years. Yeah,
1: ago. look, I enjoyed 3. And I'm not going to be one of those people that say, oh, yeah, I fucking hated 3 because it. You know, like, I preferred the art style and the directions of number 2, but 3 was a quality title for what it was. It had a lot to it. And um, okay. 3 kind of was storyline wise just a retread of number 2. Um, but, you know, they built on, they, they gave you more explorable areas and shit, but. Yeah, it's still good. Still good D1's yeah. the goat. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I've played D1. i played D2. D2's the goat. D1. D2, D1's good, but not the goat.
0: Look, before we get into the other recent title that you lot have been playing, I'll quickly touch on a game that I've been playing, and I am really really not excited to talk (laughs) about this and i'll tell you why let's hear it so i've been playing chia so this is one that's spelled uh, t-c-h-i-a that's been shown off a lot at sony events a small indie game made out of talent from new caledonia in a game that's inspired by new caledonia from a team of only it's it says two to ten employees that seems like a big (laughs) Wow! big yeah. gap there like I, I wish Damn. those other eight people knew whether or not they were employed but whatever but yeah like it's a small small studio their Instagram's only got a little over a thousand followers like oh sorry like close to two thousand followers which for a game development studio is, is, is quite small and that's why I feel so bad about what I'm going to say about this game in that I really have not enjoyed my time with Chia I have not played a lot of it but for me It really, really feels like an issue I've had with uh, uh, similar kinds of games in the past that it's just an indie developer that's bitten off more than it can chew. Now, this happened with Biomutant as well, very small team with really ambitious goals and they didn't really hit any of those high notes like and how would they cuz massive studios with massive amounts of funding and employees don't hit those high notes um and there was another no. indie game it was like a 3D platformer that was in this uh Tim Burtonesque world it like looked really cool but again it just it played terribly and i i i, I really couldn't get into it and i'm feeling the Do same way the with chia so Oh, I I it's I'm ringing my brain, but it was a few a couple of years ago now. I cannot remember, oh, okay. but oh, basically Alice uh, in Borderland or something. Alice in no no no. You're not was, talking about American no, McGee. I'm, I'm not going to remember. It's the one is uh, something random, something about random because it was all about he had dice oh, characters everywhere. Is it Lost in Random? Uh, is that the one you're talking about? Lost, lost in, in random. random. Thank you, yeah Aaron. yeah yeah. Thank you, Aaron. That's the one. Lost in Random was wasn't a fan of that and. So, Chia basically, I think the, the concept of it is it's like an open world adventure game with some very Zelda-esque qualities in that you have a stamina bar which will affect how long you can glide for um, and how long you can swim around underwater for. Uh, The hook that they have with this one is you can basically possess certain items and certain animals and use those to navigate the island and, and get around. So, the environments mm-hmm. look okay like and, and i don't want to go too harsh on this because as i said very small studio but it uh, like you, you've seen more beautiful open worlds in almost any current game basically and my biggest issue so far is in exploring those open worlds hasn't been fun because this frame rate is dropping all of the time now i'm playing this on ps5 And, you know, like, its it feels like it's not even staying at a steady 30 frames per second, which, when I'm already struggling to find things to enjoy about the game, having poor performance is not something that makes me want to keep playing. Oh, I feel awful saying this about, like, Uh, because clearly with this game... So much love and care has gone into this. You can feel it. They really obviously care about the culture in New Caledonia. They use a lot of the uh, the music from New Caledonia. As, uh, uh, all the music's inspired by it. All the visuals are inspired by it. The, the language that the characters speak are the two local languages, their native language and French as well. Um, so they love for like, low
1: frame rates and performance.
0: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: It, it, like, Very it, it's not your event. fault. Yeah, not your fault. That no, sounds completely yeah. valid that, unfortunately, like, you can have a good game, but if it performs like balls, then no one gets to play it.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, though, too. Even the stuff you're doing just isn't interesting. Like, every single time, like, it'll give you a point, a marker to go to on a map. And the, the story is very... So, you're you're on this tiny little island, some weird creature enemy rocks up and kidnaps your father and then you have to go and rescue your father but then you just keep stopping to experience the culture and fun the whole time along the way and it has this weird narrative dissonance with that um you you do a lot of these weird rhythm moments where a character will just start singing a song and you'll sort of either press a button just to like s- swipe some leaves together or you when you eventually you get an ukulele where you can like you have to line up with your left stick and then hit square uh in time with the music and it's just used way way too much i feel like every single time something happens it's just a song plays and then i'm stuck watching this you can either you can just skip it you can just like hit l3 and then the 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 character will play it but you still have to sit there through the whole song so you don't have to participate and do the rhythm game (laughs) if you don't want but if not you're just sitting there listening to video game characters do a song and it is so boring, and I've had yeah. a really, really, really busy week, and I've wanted to try and play this, and give it the time of day, and really give it a good go, because people are reviewing it quite well, it's getting like, it's got like 80% on Metacritic, a lot of people have a lot of nice stuff to say about it, but I've found it excruciating to play, i found like it's like, every moment I'm playing it, I'm like, oh, I want to be doing... Anything else right now, and I feel awful for saying that because, as I said, yeah, small team, like and obviously yeah. a lot of love and care, but oh dear, I'm just not. I've got not a question, to I got a
1: question for you change. on that point with the it getting favorable critic scores. Do you think people are being forgiving for the fact that it's an indie developed game and it's leaning into a culture that's not necessarily getting a lot of representation? Is that or do you think it genuinely is getting? deservingly, the scores that it's seen there.
0: From what I'm, I've played so far, I very much do not understand the praise that it's getting unless it's, like, yeah. just purely based on how true and how loving they are being with the culture, which for me is like it, it, at the end of the day i want to play a fun video game yeah you know what i mean if they if they were marketing this as just a you know an experience for school kids to get an idea of the culture of new caledonia then sure but that's not what it's been marketed as it's like a fun open world adventure which yeah for me it it certainly hasn't been so far sometimes possessing the animals is kind of cool like i possessed a bird and you can hit r2 to poop which i thought was <laughs> Quirky and funny, um, but all I could do is just fly with the bird for a bit and then jump out. It was a more fun way to navigate the island, but that was really all that i found about that mechanic at all. Um, there's no real combat. Basically, you'll go to these areas and there'll be these weird um, fabric creatures that are just floating around the area. And you just have to figure out a way to burn the fabric Creatures which they usually leave like a fire somewhere so you can like possess a plank of wood light that on fire and then just run into all of them which the first time I was like okay that's sort of interesting but then it seems like it's just that repeated over and over again across the map and by the after already doing it once I was completely bored so yeah I'm just yeah. It, it's, it sucks to say it, it's a game that has a lot of potential, but, you know, I, I know, I, I, I'm yet to see a small studio manage to pull off a big 3D open world. It seems like something that maybe they should leave for de- people with a lot more developers. Um Yeah, sucks to see. A lot of love and care went into this, but yeah, for me, Chia's not it. Thankfully, I picked it up on PS Plus Premium. It was a day one on PS Plus Premium. So I didn't have to pay anything extra on top of what I've already paid to have a year of premium. So there you go. Chia. I'm 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 not gonna finish it. I'm not gonna force myself to play any more of this game, so I'm not gonna give it a review score. But for me, it's not it. You want to experience some New Caledonian culture? I'd say give, have a look at this, and you'll you'll probably you'll, you'll probably like feel the, a bit of warm and fuzzies on the inside. But for me, it's just not a fun video game, which is yeah what we play games for for the most part. But yeah, that's Chia. <laughs> what yeah. do you lads think about a little old game called Resident Evil Four?
2: Yeah. Now, before we get into that, I just got one. Sorry, Zach, I just want to quickly go to Chia for one second and then I'll absolutely talk (laughs) about Resi 4. Um, I saw this at the State of Play that that Mm -hmm. Sony did recently and I saw it as well and I thought, okay, I get this. It kind of looks like a nice rainforest-esque kind of... I don't know, Wind waker vibe they're trying to go for with this. But the one thing I didn't get out of it, and the one thing you haven't mentioned, is, is there an actual story? Like, is there a antagonist that you're trying to fight? Is there a premise? Is yeah. there a narrative that actually keeps you engaged? Yeah, the antagonist yeah, d- is frame rates. <laughs> Dropout.
0: <laughs> I, I did. I did mention it at the start briefly, and it's easy to miss because yeah, it's easy to miss in the in the game, I guess. Like, but basically, the story amounts to you're on a little tiny island, living happy, and then some weird bad guy rocks up and steals your dad, and then you got to oh. go track down your dad. And that's that's so that's the premise of it right. that I can see so far. Okay. Um, but you meet lots of friends along the way, and they play songs with you on the ukulele and teach mm. you about the culture and you eat food and rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Okay.
1: So it sounds like it's probably more geared towards younger players because that sounds like a very... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very much. Right. Yeah. yeah so, like, maybe... like, I, Look, I haven't played the game, so I can't speak for it in that sense, but I'm wondering if maybe... Do you think that part of the reason why you're not enjoying it, set aside the performance issues and... What it sounds like, pretty mediocre gameplay. Um, part of the is part of the reason why you're not enjoying it is maybe it's not really for your age group. Do you think younger kids might I, enjoy yes. this one? Yeah,
0: I, okay. I, I think. Look, I, I don't even know if kids would enjoy it that much because at the end of the day, kids want <laughs> right. to play a fun video game as well too. Um, but yeah. yeah, it definitely is geared more towards children. Like there, there, there was no moment at all in my couple of hours playing Chia where I was. Challenged even in the slightest, so yeah. yeah so but you can have fun. Like, like fire I, I finished SpongeBob gauge, Battle for Bikini Bottom, rehydrated, and I had a fun enough time with that. Like you can know, have fun with kids games. A lot of adults enjoy Lego games. It's like a good kids movie. You know, it's it's yeah. kids love it, but it's also for the adults as well too. Um, but yeah, this one's definitely just not that. It's just. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. But, okay. yeah. I know what you're talking about and I, I, I harp on this all the time where I, I maintain that kids from like even as early as five can appreciate a quality story, like something that actually has had some sort of intellectual honesty put into it and effort, whereas like. below that age, you can pretty much put whatever the fuck you want out there as long as it's colourful. Um, You know, it, it, it's fine. It's got funny voices, colours, something that is more of a sensory experience for, for younger children. Um they they, they go bananas over it, like the wiggles or what have you. Um but yeah, I, I I find there's this weird in-between ground where a lot of developers and creators in all industries um seem to look at look towards ages five all the way up to fifteen for some of their content and think that it's still okay to put that level of just I don't know idiocy. Is what I what I'd call it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I yeah. saw
0: The Lion King in nineteen ninety four. I would have been yes. three years old and that movie's dark as fuck. Like oh my yes. god. Watching it now I I, I struggle. Like that the, the, yeah. oh, the Mustafa death scene. Oh.
1: That's the thing. You can Ooh, appreciate dang. and that's a really good example of you, you can appreciate things for different reasons. So at that age group, you're mm. when you were younger, you probably appreciated it for the colors and the fun songs. And you probably didn't focus so much on the plot between, you know, the king and the, you know, their their hierarchy mm. and like, you know, prophecy and all that. Whereas as an adult, you then you you're more focused on that but yeah i think that's a good example as long as you don't you as an of... adult
2: don't read too much into like stuff like that too though like in regards to you know there's only two females in the entire lion king how did that work like hang on wait up nala's actually my cousin uh
1: <laughs> well,
2: like it's all of that kind of stuff that
1: you... i think you can i think you can and it's remembering they're fucking animals that's what they do <laughs> if you've yeah. ever owned two pets that came from the same litter like i've got a do- a boy dog and a girl dog and we've de-sexed both of them and thank fuck we did Uh, incest is very incest uh, animals don't look at that shit and and go ooh gross they they (laughs) they, they'll go okay um it is what it is
0: yeah well like the lion king is based off hamlet and all the like all the royal families were (laughs) all fucking each other's cousins and stuff back then as well too so it (laughs) all works anyway yeah Uh, that's true (laughs) Look, oh I want to. I want to stop uh, yep. talking about cheer anyway, because honestly, I'm just yeah. shitting on it, and it just it, it, it just makes me feel yucky on the inside. Mm. Uh, Resident <laughs> Evil Four, lads, did it make you guys feel yucky on the inside, but for the right reasons? For the um, wrong
1: reasons. Uh, let me just start off with this one. I've only played it for a little bit, so I really can't give it a good review. I've only What's a gone a little past- bit, like an
0: hour. What are we talking?
1: I've played it for like thirty, yeah, thirty minutes to an hour. I've gotten to the first, I've gotten past the first area and the first cutscene, and I've gotten into the, probably what you'd argue is the first level and challenge where you're in this village and they're burning, burning this guy. And I think I'm in Spain or somewhere. Um, so you haven't
2: got to the title scene yet. Uh, like after that is when the title scene comes up. Like after you do that village is
0: that part, when it,
1: yeah.
2: Ah, uh, so okay,
1: you're in right, pre well, yeah, pre intro or prequel or whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. It. Well, then I'm in the pre intro uh, and I've got.
0: Is that the stuff that was in the chainsaw demo? The guy yep, in the chainsaw yep. chases you around. That's oh, okay. Right. So we've played similar th- similar things. And so, what well, yeah. What are your thoughts, Locky? Because it wasn't. I wasn't the biggest fan of, of what I played. I'm curious to see. What... Well, like, I thought it was cool, but yeah. I didn't like the 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 Resident Evilness of it, you know, like having to select certain items and uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, you hit the nail on the head. Like for me, and this is the reason why I never got into the the Resident Evil gameplay to begin with. Um, the, and there's unfortunately this game's no exception. Is that um graphics are excellent. It seems like the storyline mm. and atmosphere are excellent. Um, as they're um you know playing out. Um, you play. Um, you play the main character who's an absolute babe, um, and has amazing hair physics. Yeah. 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 Leon. Um, yeah, yeah. He's got this beautiful silver hair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you, don't you scoff at Leon? He's beautiful. Um, he's like a (laughs) unicorn amongst humans. Um. (laughs) <laughs> and and it's funny, the graphics card, because I like playing around with graphics and seeing how much goes into my CPU and what have you, and the hair physics, to be able to maximize his hair physics, it takes up 15% of your CPU, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, of course I, I'll max his hair physics. I want to see that shit <laughs> shimmer, and boy, does it shimmer. Um <laughs> Yeah, so you play him, he seems like a badass, the story seems really cool, they throw you into this weird fucked up scenario, um, and you're like this secret agent type that's um you know, you're you're all trained up, you're ready to go and deal with this situation. You've got a bit of um had a bit of a bad experience in the past and you're trying not to let history repeat itself, so you got that, that hook. Um and yeah and you're thrown into Spain where villagers are coming at you with pitchforks for some reason, um so I'm curious I'm like okay well what's going on here uh, although I have I suspect what's going on because it's Resident Evil but they haven't gotten quite there yet, um all right so storyline out of the way looks like a really great remake um graphically looks fantastic plays really well I'm really impressed by how nice it looks on a 4K. Um, game on a relatively modern drive, uh, drive, I don't have 4K cards, so I appreciate that. Um, I do rely on, you know, the DLSS or the Super Resolution. This one's going for that AMD, not AMD, AMD card version. Um, that's really great. Uh, gameplay. I hate the gameplay. I fucking hate it. Oh. Every I, I hate games where they use uh, ammo management as the core concept of difficulty. And I don't oh, find it fun. Yeah. Oh. I don't find it fun. Just
2: quickly, then, lots. You have not. <laughs> I don't played, find yeah Resident right. Evil before yeah. this. Have you? This is your first Resident Evil
1: experience. I, I played Pockets of Resident Evil to get the core concept, and that's the core concept. You are playing against normally slowish moving things coming at you. And you need to shoot and hit things effectively and explore the area to get more ammo because you have limited ammo. And that's the game. Rinse and repeat the entire way throughout. Maybe you can craft some items here and there, but that more or less is the game. It's also why I'm a bit nervous about Last of Us because I know that's a lot of it as well. I Mm. hate that type of game. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face to every developer out there. I don't enjoy that type of game. I don't think that's a good excuse to um, create some sort of artificial sense of difficulty. I prefer difficulty that's built uh, built around the skill, not, not your ability to have things available to you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sekiro is a good example of that very skill-based game difficulty, so they just make sure that you have really low health, so you can only get hit once or twice and you're fucked, um, which means you need to learn how to block and parry and utilize this system effectively, whereas with this, nah, nah, it's just ammo management, and, Mm. um, it is what it is, so, um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm seeing so far, um, that's all I can say about it.
0: That makes it makes so much sense to me why why you'd say that, Lockie, because you played The Last of Us Part Two, which I'd say is far more forgiving as far as how much ammo you find around the environment, and that was frustrating you. This is like next level because not, not only is there fuck all ammo, the enemies are bullet sponges as well too. You gotta put like nearly a full clip into these fuckers, uh, even if you're shooting them in the head to finally get them yeah, down. And yeah. yeah. I felt like the shooting felt better than Resident Evil 8, but I still wasn't no. I, I still wasn't the biggest Dead Space feels a lot and better.
1: That's another thing that I forgot about. That annoys me to no end because video games up until that point has trained you to aim for headshots and you're rewarded with an instant kill. And I'm not getting that from this game. And and that already is giving me a disconnect in my in my endorphins or whatever that are meant to be firing off at that point. Mm. <laughs> frustration. I'm I'm meant to be getting pleasure and I'm getting frustration. Um. So yeah, interesting concept. Uh, I, for some reason, it works for people. People love it. People mm. eat up the re series. But for me, I'm I'm I don't understand it from a from a Pavlovian standpoint. When do I get my salivation?
0: When do you get your Pavlova? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> sure, why not? Aaron, how do you feel about Rezzy 4?
2: Yeah. Uh, so, whilst you were talking, Lockley, Lachlan, I was absolutely. Is <laughs> yeah, Lockley? Yeah, that is. That's great. That's good. I love it. That's cute. I I've been called Lockley, Lockley before. That's fine. Lockley. I was absolutely <laughs> like it. I was absolutely screaming inside with everything that you were saying this entire time
1: <laughs> Sorry. okay so you're the chick from um, Titanic where you're screaming inside
2: yeah I don't want to say you're wrong but God damn it you're wrong um, every I played <laughs> okay, every yeah. single Resident Evil game um, and Resident Evil 4 essentially is just another remake it's it's resident evil 1 2 and 3 remake but the fourth version yep. of it so it's the exact same gameplay exact same gameplay with the exception of one thing so when 4 originally came out it was a game that kind of started shifting the narrative and also the atmosphere of of resident evil before that it was zombies right and it was more contained As well, like in a police station or in in very small streets of Raccoon City in three, or a mansion in the first one. This one here though was more about an environment. Like there's a village, there's a castle, there's a whole heap of different areas that you actually traverse from the beginning all the way to the end in. So it opened the world up. I thought you were about to say
1: this one instead of zombies, it's Spanish people.
2: (laughs) So the thing (laughs) is that this is where though this is where zombies kind of took a backseat. Like, the, in this game here, though, they, they did away with, like, zombie-esque, and they moved more into a parasite that mutates as well. So, like, in in, in this game, you can do a headshot with the right weapon, and you can do a an headshot, and then this kind of creature will come out of the head like a tendril or something like that. So, out goes the window with dom- with zombies now, right? You're talking about something completely different. Did you notice there was barely any blood? When you're killing these
1: villages as well, they yeah yeah no I'm I'm aware yeah yeah I know where it's heading thematically because you know I've seen I've seen it redone a thousand times over Last of Us inclusive yeah, Last including us is yep, the parasi- good, yep. parasitic zombie yeah yeah I get the concept so slow I'm just moving still... zombies
2: are a thing of the past when it came to Resident Evil Four like this is a new leaf it's no yeah. longer doing blood slow moving mindless enemies it's now about faster parasitic enemies that you know take a little bit more strategy to put down than you're a run-of-the-mill zombie kind of thing now with resi 4 it's the only game where i picked it up and i played it for 20 minutes when it came out and i was like "Nah, screw this this game sucks and the reason for that is i didn't like the controls back then like trying to move leon without having like a proper camera behind you back in the gamecube days when it came out was a nightmare (laughs) And I was like, even though I played the originals that are tank controls where you actually have to stand still and shoot, I couldn't deal with that. So I was so refreshed to have a new new game in the same aspect of Resi Remake 1, 2, and 3 where the camera is actually perfect and I can move Leon completely fine. And, and it just felt so much better to, to walk around and explore these environments. You can also do stealth in this game as well. I didn't know that. Like You can't do that in any other Resident Evil game where you can literally sneak up on a zombie and knife them in the neck. And they go down just like that. Instant kill. That's a first kind of thing. I haven't seen that before in a Resi game. So I was, I was happy that they brought that into it. And another thing that I really loved about this game is I actually really do like the the survival horror aspect of it. The management of your weaponry and your ammo and everything like a lot of these games that that's what brought the scares in in resident evil 1 2 and 3 is like (laughs) holy shit i've got these zombies coming at me i've only got eight bullets because i decided to go nuts before and put 20 in a zombie you know what am i going to do like that's where the fear creeps in and and you have to really think about it and the thing about resi 4 is they know that you're going to experience that so they made it easier for you so in Resi 4, you can shoot the legs of a of a villager. He'll drop to the ground once you shoot the legs, and then you roundhouse kick him to death. I don't know why, but Leon's kick are apparently like instant kills. Do you remember the first cutscene with the villager that tried to attack him? He literally roundhouse kicked him to death. Like, he just kicked him in the head, and he snapped his neck completely. So Leon's kick are completely OP in this game
1: for some reason. Um, Yeah, yeah, I, I... I picked up on that once you get a headshot in it gives you an opportunity to then melee him with the roundhouse kick but then um i i'm playing it on the harder difficulty so you need to roundhouse them twice in order to bring Possibly, them down yeah. yeah it's yeah look i i get you i get you um i still and this is the thing where it fundamentally comes down to um i I don't know the way my brain is wired i don't experience fear from enjoying horror gameplay over limited limited ammo and limited options i experience frustration because i see that as a design flaw yeah so like i i can see the choice behind it i'm like i'm not feeling excitement over this i'm feeling frustration because this is an artificially simulated experience i i like i like being shocked and surprised and not you know that's where good horror and fear comes from yeah but um, i mean that's me. what you just said but there yeah.
2: as well though like resident evil 1 for instance right back in 95 you're in the you're in the mansion and you're walking down the mansion look it up now one of the most what what a lot of gamers say is one of the most scariest things about resident evil is the fact that it can shock you out of nowhere like you're in a corridor in resident evil 1 and you think everything's fine and next minute, these zombie dogs just break through the window, like right in front of you and they're ripping you apart and you have to run. You can't do anything. That sudden yeah. element of fear and stress and anxiety that just hits you and you have to think on your feet now. That's kind of what Resident Evil has been a staple of, like, since their beginning.
1: And those part? And those parts, great. But then if you get a whole bunch of frustration up until that point, is it worth it? For me, No.
2: Yeah, but Resi 4 as well. I get what you're saying. Like, when you're overwhelmed and I get that. But Resi 4, like, you you played the start of it. A lot of it's not just, like, in the action we go kind of thing. It's walking along. It's looking at the amazing do, Yeah, and I, and I
1: like that. I, I, this is the thing, Aaron, and th- this is a... I, I like all everything around it except for the core gameplay. It sucks. This is the... and And no amount of great everything else can ever make up for core gameplay from my perspective. I can play a game like Fire Emblem Engage, which has a dogshit storyline and characters and is absolutely terrible thematically in every possible way, but has stellar ge- core gameplay and i can call that a great game but i can't do it in reverse and it's because of, the, this is it's where because it g- of the
2: the management of ammunition and the overwhelming feeling of being uh overwhelmed kind of thing by enemies it's right
1: it's it's well yeah it's not even overwhelming i don't know it's yeah i just find it frustrating yeah
2: fair enough i mean cuz i i get you because we're complete opposites right like i don't find that frustrating but playing a game like sekiro where i'm like okay i think i got this i'm dead Okay, well, all right, maybe I might do I'm dead. Oh, well, no, this time I, I'm dead. Like, that kind of shit to me just drives me absolutely up the wall, <laughs> and I got a refund for that game the fucking moment I possibly could. So I totally get Zika what you're saying great. about, like, yeah. skill skill issue. Over, um, like the management core gameplay of a Resi game, I totally get you, but I'd rather play Resident Evil any day of the week than any from <laughs> software game ever.
1: Yeah, and this is fair enough, and this is one of the things where it comes back to what the gamer values and and what you know, yeah, what makes them happy. What so I know like. that I'm I'm a rarity in this, and that's why I don't think I'm the best voice to be speaking for this. But for me. That was the initial impression I got. I haven't played it far enough to to really, you know, form a, a solid opinion. Other than I don't like what I'm seeing so far in the gameplay experience. Fair enough.
0: Look, I like the gameplay better than Resident Evil 8's gameplay. I felt like Leon felt nicer to control. I prefer the third person view as well. Oh, he feels uh, great, what- doesn't he? <laughs> Leon feel especially those hair physics feel so good mm. uh, but but look I, I'm kind of like midway like between you hair. two like I don't mind ammo management so long as it's not too brutal um, and and so long as you have fun options to take the zombies out outside of using your ammunition uh, environmental um, I didn't stuff, know you yeah. could do the roundhouse kick thing I I, I don't know I if I got that prompt I didn't notice the only thing I felt like I could do if the zombies got close was swing the fucking knife around wildly and it didn't seem to do much at all so
1: yeah it that oh that's that's another point that sucks the knife gameplay sucks um and there's no good way to sort of dodge or step back and i find that very strange and uncomfortable
2: so the knife Mm. game the knife gameplay experience improves as you go on like as you go on in the game you actually have knife fights with enemies it gets and better it, yeah and you learn different physiques. Do you ever get
1: the ability to dodge or block or you just have to fucking
2: see i don't know Like that that was never in resident evil right but they introduced it in resident evil 3 the remake where jill actually yeah. can dodge on a button and if you do dodge yeah. properly then you get a second of slowdown to to work out what you want to do but they didn't bring that into that's great They're... that was that was yeah, never in resident though that was like something they decided to do for the remake just for that one game I haven't experienced it in four last thing I'll say I, I just, would
1: I think I would enjoy the knife play a lot more if there was the option to dodge because I'm just finding it there very might be limited. Like, it's, it's yeah. hard to
2: tell from the very first what 20 30 minutes that we both played in that that yeah, aspect. yeah that's the thing but the like, last thing I'll say you, too though yeah. is like you just touched on it before Zach when it's kind of like gives you options to kill and options to take out enemies there's exactly that in this game so like at that first part in the village there there is a stable where there's a cow in the stable, and hanging above the cow is a lantern. If you run into that stable when the zombies are coming at you, you can actually shoot the lantern, which falls onto the cow, which makes this burning, flaming cow just go absolutely nuts and starts wrecking the barn and wrecking all the zombies coming at you. And then Leon's got this like Duke Nukem kind of quotes for everything he says, where the game kind of gets silly, and he's like, you can bill me, kind of thing. When, when that happens. So they, they do introduce elemental kills and like other ways to do things that aren't just get your gun out kind of thing. And I told you about like the the stealth combat, which I've never experienced in Resi, where you can just sneak up and one one hit kill a, a person from behind, like Assassin's Creed style.
0: Yeah, look, I, 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 that sounds awesome. There's no denying a burning cow running through zombies is is awesome. I, I, I never had the opportunity to do that. I guess I just didn't know I could. Um, but if there's a lot of environmental stuff like that, that's that's great, that's fantastic. Um, but you mentioned before they were moving away from zombies, and I, I'd argue in like in one aspect only, and that's the tentacles that come out. But essentially, these are slow moving, mindless enemies that are coming towards you. They feel very much like zombies to me. It'd be like arguing that the zombies in the last of us aren't zombies because they're fungus monsters but like they're, they're fucking zombies they behave as as zombies uh, there was a one point where there was a corridor like a time like when you're running away from the chainsaw guy where there was six zombies in front of me and i ran through just the tiniest little gap and none of them did mm. any damage or touch me at all like that they, they behave as like dumb very slow moving zombies i don't know
2: yeah, you're right. They, they have a lot of characteristics. I'll give you that. Like, majority of their characteristics are zombie-esque. I'll give you that. I think when it comes to zombies, for me, it's more like the charismatic kind of classic, you know, I'm de- Decomposing body with like blood and yeah,
0: aesthetically
2: and and you know like that kind of feeling and when you you, you shoot them and you see blood come out or the headshot and the blood explodes like that's zombie to me. This is more Last of Us, you know. Okay. Uh, there's a parasite, bit of a different kind of spin on it. Mute of all blood and gore, you know, it's that yeah. kind of stuff. Okay, yeah. like, but other yeah. than that, yes. Act like a zombie.
0: I like when there's a cool spin on zombies. That's basically what Dead Space is. Like, the Necromorphs are basically zombies, but they're really fast moving. You know, you can cut the limbs off and use those to attack the enemies. so they do interesting stuff with that. Um, but, yeah, for me, I just... Like, I, I do... I like how when you shoot them, and they'll go down, and then they'll, they'll have the tentacles come out, and then they'll get up again. I thought that was really cool. Um, but, you know, I've seen it in a lot of games at this point and yeah I, I just can't get into those Resident Evil stories they're just too fucking batshit just and weird. keep in
2: mind you've seen it in a lot of games you've seen a lot of games at this point but this was 2000 and. 3, I know when this know. Yeah, uh, yeah. when this game originally came out and had that concept.
0: You're right, you're right. These the games I'm talking about took inspiration from Resident 4. 100%. Like yeah. I'm talking about Dead Space, I'm talking about Callisto Protocol, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, do we have uh, anything left to say on Resident Evil 4? No.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll get back into it once, like, I, I finished all these other games that I'm playing, for sure. Finish it up.
0: Yeah. I'd say for Resi fans, it's a no-brainer. I'm just not a Resi fan. I think that's all it is.
2: It's also the weakest one, I feel. Like, I love Resi, like, love it to death, but I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't get into this one when it first came out. I couldn't really care too much for the story of Leon trying to save the president's daughter or whatever, like... (laughs) It's just Leon. I, I don't know. To me, like, Resi 2 is probably my favorite Resi, and this one just doesn't come close with the narrative
0: for me. Okay. Interesting. All right. Fair enough. Well, I've been excited about the other game I've been playing. So, we're going through our games coming up in the next week, last week, when we had Dylan on the show. And uh, we mentioned a game called Have a Nice Death, which I knew nothing about, but I thought, ooh, that's an interesting title. I like the title there. Now, since then, I've listened to the most uh, most recent episode of The Inconsolables, and Mrs. Lalante reviewed this one. I I believe she reviewed it over at Checkpoint Gaming, so be sure to check out her review and go check out that episode of The Inconsolables. And she mentioned two very important words to me when describing well, very important names to me when describing this game, which one of those was Hades and the other one was Cult of the Lamb. Hmm. And at that point, I've already got my wallet out. So I picked <laughs> up Have a Nice Death on Nintendo Switch. I took the risk <laughs> of getting the <laughs> Nintendo Switch version of a game. Bit of a calculated risk because this is a 2D Castlevania style game, but it's a roguelite, just like Cult of the Lamb and Hades. Uh, But yeah, you're going through procedurally generated environments, uh, killing killing enemies and upgrading your character and seeing how far you get each and every time. But this time, rather than being isometric like what Cult of the Lamb and Hades is, it's on a 2D plane, a la, you know, Dead Cells or, you know, Castlevania, (laughs) as I mentioned before. Now, the Prem.
1: It's got like a hand-drawn Very much this
0: hand-drawn cartoony aesthetic, which I yeah. very much loved in Cult of the Lamb and Hades as well. And here, I very much love it too. The art style is adorable. You play as Death, and the premise is Death was getting a little bit tired collecting all of these souls, so he decided to hire a corporate structure, a management structure, to help him out with all of it, and basically sat up in his office and just would stamp the paperwork as it would come through. But then, all of a sudden, management seemed to be going a bit cray-cray, and the paperwork was piling up far too quickly that Death could keep up with. So now... Death has to go through his management structure and knock uh, and bloody uh, whip the corporate management into uh, order again. So, yeah, basically, it works that each of the different managers and whatnot... your level bosses, your end of dungeon bosses, and you're gonna see how far you get every time. And I'm I'm still early on into it so far. I've only just beaten the first boss, which was like Brad from security, I believe believe was the name of this enemy. Um, and, and I've just had a blast the entire way up to it. I've probably only played a couple of hours, but I, I love the feel of the gameplay. It's it's quite simple, but um, you know, you have those random elements like you will get in a roguelite where you don't know what kind of uh, uh, weapons or spells that you'll get throughout your run, which keeps things really interesting. So you get to choose between either your scythe or some other different variation of your scythe. And that's what you start off with, with your, your main attack. And then as you explore, you'll find your know, different add on weapons and different add on spells, which is so much fun. Um, And yeah, the gameplay just feels excellent. The art style looks great. It's just ticking all of those boxes. Now, I'm still really early on into it. I don't know if it's going to have enough new stuff to show me, enough enough things to unlock as I progress for me to keep me interested the whole way. I'll have to wait and see to when I get closer to the end. But what I've played so far, I'm loving. I love the tone of the game. I love the art style of the game. And I love the gameplay. And thankfully, my gamble paid off. And it's fucking great to play on Switch. It runs really, really well. And I'm so thankful because it's the perfect game to play at the end of the day for just an hour while I'm laying there in bed with a TV show on just to play little bit by little bit. So I've got a feeling uh, Have a Nice Death is going to be one of those titles I'm going to be playing for months to come because I'm going to be finishing a little bit at a time. But, oh, yeah, I'm so excited to play more of it. Hear that, Nintendo? You're seen
1: as a gamble. <laughs> like, let that sink in. You're you're seen as a risk in purchase.
2: I don't see why you would gamble this one. Like, because I'm looking at gameplay now like uh this is yeah this is like ori and the will of the wisp but mm. less colorful but also um like you have one of the greatest platformers of all time that are in that is that's in the exact same kind of style as this like 2.5d and that's uh donkey kong country tropical freeze mm. which plays amazing on switch like incredible so like if it's in that kind of style i would trust this like mm. game 100 percent, and because it looks just like that like obviously less colors You'd be surprised.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Cult of the Lamb, man. uh, Nintendo ports where, yeah. Cult of the
0: Lamb's where I got burnt. I thought perfect indie game. Ah. It's like a a cartoony 2D sort of art style. But yeah, I got burnt bad with that. It it runs so poorly on Switch, I had to lower the difficulty just to complete it, which it was not a difficult game. Yeah, so so I was yeah very thankful that this this ran well, and it's it's an easy recommend. It's funny actually, I I mess I messaged Mrs L. When I purchased this one and and she had that anxiety of like, oh, you know, I hope I hope he likes it. You know, he's just <laughs> spent money based on my reaction. But Miss, Mrs. L, you can sleep very soundly knowing that I'm very, very happy with my purchase. It was like, I I got 30% off, I think, yeah, because, like, because I pre-ordered it on Switch the day before it came out. I paid like $26, but I think it's around like 30 something if you... Uh, Buy it out right now. But it's also available on Steam as well, too. So if you don't don't want it on Switch, you can play it on your PC as well.
1: Yeah, I'm picking it up right now. It (laughs) looks way way more fun
0: than Resident Evil 4. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Now we got Dredge. That's like a cute indie 2D sort of fishing game that's getting really good reviews. Yeah, the indies are having a, a good year so far. I'm um, digging it, but yeah, more on have a nice death to come. Unless you guys have any questions about it, no,
1: no, more more of a more of a statement. See this to This is how you do an indie game. You don't <laughs> fucking try to remake Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> That's beyond scope. That's beyond your ability. Just do something like this where, and just do it really well. Yeah.
2: I kind of do agree with you, Lucky. I think that when it comes to indie developers, they should try to, yeah, not try to do everything all at once, like Biomutant yeah. or, or that game that you mentioned, Chia. Like it should be something nice, small, compact, but enjoyable with really great gameplay elements, like the game you're playing now, Zach, that that's mm. where you start. And then from there you can expand on and go from there, but you build up that foundation of like, a you know, a, an amazing game where everyone's talking about it and knows who the developer is after this. And, hmm go on from there mm-hmm.
1: yeah yep and then you get your bigger team and then you can do your yeah. your AAA open world that you're that you want to you know mm-hmm. make your stake and you don't start off with that with your small team yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah hades one of my still my favorite switch game to date and one of my favorite games of all time easily my favorite roguelike uh small team and they knew their scope, and they knew what they had to work with, and they worked within that, and they fucking killed every aspect of that game. So yeah, uh, and yeah, hopefully I feel the same way by the time I roll credits on Have a Nice Death. But I'm excited to go on that journey. I'm I'm very intrigued, and I I I, I would even though I'm still early in it, I I would I would definitely recommend it for sure. But yeah. Well, that'll do us for News to Reviews for another week. Sorry, Aaron, we didn't get to StarCraft 2. <laughs> we, we, we were going a little bit long, but oh, dear, we always love getting you on the show. It's always an amazing time. and It was nice to talk about some new games for a change. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, thanks for joining us, Aaron.
2: You are very welcome, lads. Thank you for having me once again.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Aaron. Oh, yeah. I,
1: I always enjoy hearing about Blizzard titles from you.
0: i love talking about it i love
1: it Uh, i I love them
0: look i got some words Fair. i'd say the only words of wisdom i have is just if you have a space vagina armband just leave it be (laughs) a space vagina like who's not going to enjoy that everybody let's be real and everyone out there enjoy this advice please take care of yourselves and take care of one another Just a brief spoiler warning for all of our listeners out there. In this Easter egg, we do spoil the end credit scene from Spider-Man 2018, the Insomniac developed Sony exclusive game. So if you're worried about spoilers for that, if you haven't played it yet, which why haven't you, please skip this Easter egg. Thank you.
1: I fucking care.
2: (laughs) They have to nail this one. They like, they have to nail this one. Like, uh when it comes to Sony taking Spider Man properties and trying to do their own spin on it, it's been hit and miss. Like, don't get me wrong, that last movie, what was it, with all the Spider Men in it, that was refreshing mm. to kind of see the old guys come back and they did great there. But uh, I don't know. The Venom movies where Venom's a comedian. And Cletus Cassidy's not exactly the menacing villain that he's written up to be in the comics. It all just felt so weak and like water. And you can't put an actor like Tony Todd with his deep, iconic voice behind Venom and then have some... Ah, oh, just some very <laughs> underwhelming <laughs> character such as Norman's son. Oh, dude, spoilers, Peter Parker's spoilers, spoilers, spoilers,
0: Spider-Man. You're spoilers, right, you can
2: edit this out. Sorry, if you want to edit this out, you can. But the all only right. reason why I'm going into this, Zach, is it's not a spoiler. There's nothing that has been confirmed that Harry Osborn is going to be okay. Venom. All nothing right. at all. I've looked it up on the web. I've researched it. I'm like, is Harry Osborn going to be playing Venom? Nothing says that. Nothing at all. He's in a tank. There's a tiny bit of symbiote going around. In that tank, maybe, but it's nothing confirmed whatsoever. Okay. It's all suggested, possibly. Who knows uh, if you even seems, know what the story of the is? That sounds pretty fucking
1: obvious, though. That seems like it's all but confirmed. Why else nah, would they have him confirmed. swimming around with a fucking symbiote? Like, that, that's clearly where it's headed. It's yeah, literally it's, the it's end of the
2: game. The last thing I'm going to say, though, the only reason why I'm so like this about it. Fucking Harry Osborn is such a weak-ass character, like in Spider-Man kind of thing. Did you like watching him in the original Spider-Man as New Goblin and James Franco's fucking character? He is bullshit. I do not want that guy's venom, like, at all.
1: Yeah, but that's why I cast Ho- Ozzy Osborn, and then you've got a very interesting take on the game. I would rather have Ozzy as venom, <laughs> He's absolutely. just dropped out of his mind, and he has a whole ton of money, and for some reason is quite proficient in talk. science.
0: I'll yeah, like look, I, I, I'd say in the movies they Science haven't-
1: Science Oh, That's interesting. We've never had that before.
0: I'd say in the movies they haven't <laughs> represented that character very well. You're right. But I'd also no. argue they haven't done Eddie Brock any favours in the movies either. So... No, so I like agree. it's yes, really it all depends totally. on what Insomniac does. They might make one of the most interesting, complex characters ever. Miles, they did a really good job with Miles and Miles Morales. So it gives gives me a bit of hope. We'll have to, but we'll have to wait and see. The, um, a lot of the sto- some of the stories coming out of Sony these days are getting more generic. But you know what I can do, Aaron, is I can just throw it at the end as an Easter egg and just do a spoiler warning. So then if people want to keep listening, they can keep listening. Yeah. If they don't want to keep listening, they can turn the episode off because it's finished anyway. So. We
1: can still use it. You can call it call it something like the conspiracy corner or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: News to reviews, spoiler-full conspiracy corner, countdown whatever.
1: speculation session, spec session.
0: What's the countdown? That's part of the conspiracy. <laughs> we, we're not going to tell you. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. I'm going I need to do a poo yeah, and something. and fair enough. Coffee and stuff.
1: All right, you and en- you enjoy your poo. All right. All right, I'll be back soon.